Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Okay. Rebel, rebel, rebel. Mama, made me mash my M&Ms. All right, now I'm ready. podcast post wrestlemania edition number 270 my name is pc tunny i am your commissioner indeed i am joined as always by the scientist the architect it's dpp and the funky phenomenal trickster none other than aj belaz welcome to alphabet soup anyway thanks tommy rich gentlemen <laughs> how we be doing here recording on a friday this show is gets released saturday afternoons right there chair shot radio network the chairshot.com always use your head what's on the what's on the agenda this weekend dp um i don't even know where to begin it's a lot of shit just a lot of shit that we'll never get caught up on i was trying to invent time and i don't think that exists yet a way to invent time so well something else to take up your time now the grass is cuttable i did that today already oh, so oh shit you know, i, I have to do did the same you probably have to there you, oh nice nice ah. so dp you probably are gonna have to do that in the next seven to ten days one more week <laughs> i'm waiting one more week we just had spring green here to uh do some work on the lawn to uh get it ready for spring so yeah the lawnmower is ready to rock yeah, it's, it's not a I, bad idea to something like that. Start. Yeah, it's not a bad idea to let it get long first and kind of give it that high cut to start. Yep. Um, but mine was just some spots were getting really long, so I just went ahead and cut it. And then I literally came back in, got washed up, changed up, started making lunch, and I hear 
three other neighbors, like one down the street, one behind me, and the one across the street. Long mowing time. I, I just chain of events. I beat y'all, suckers. <laughs> beat y'all. I'm in here having a sandwich, drinking a beer, doing a podcast, and you fuckers are still cutting your grass. But AJ, how about you? What's going on this weekend, brother? Uh, not too much. Uh, just gonna try to relax and clean the house a little bit more. I'm just happy that uh, you know, the fingers are on ice for this weekend. Unlike last go. one. <laughs> Do you need a new keyboard yeah, after deep. this weekend? I need new <laughs> fingers after this weekend. That's why I like to keep the same format with a lot of things I do. So it's really just a lot of, you know, copy and paste. Copy and paste. Except for the actual content, folks. That's new with the same damn format, though. But we find things that work. Come on, we're giving you new stuff, though. We're giving you new stuff. Speaking of new stuff, speaking of this show... Let's run it down for everybody. It's Big Show Sheet time. Well, well we're waiting. Well, it's the Big Show Sheet. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, Yes, so a year to the day, April 15th, proves to be a bad day for the lower part of the roster 10 releases we're going to run that down for you one of those happened to be a commentator so someone's getting called up to smackdown we're going to let you know who that is likely it's for the brand in addition we're going to get the wrestlemania 37 some thoughts on that we got funky fresh trivia and a last call where we make the call dp ring the bell AJ, you might be too young, but DP, you remember? Because, I mean, I remember being maybe not even 10 years old, but back when Monday Night Football, they had the You Make the Call segment, and they would show you a play, and then they would stop it before the ref gave his answer, and they would ask you, you know, was it this, was it this, or was it this? And then they'd show another commercial and come back, and they'd go, well, because Johnny only got one foot in bounds, it was actually not a catch. Next time, you make the call. I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then we were pretty young, so AJ, I don't know if you would have I was about to say, I've never seen that. All right. Yeah. Remember the Bud Bowl? No, you don't remember the Bud Bowl. The Bud Bowl, I remember the Bud Bowl, then the Puppy Bowl, then the Puppies Bowl. And... All right, anyway, Minute Bowl, Bowl Bowl. Let's get on with the show show. Here we go, go. Wake me that. up. <laughs> oh, that's a big no-no. Ten... Ten superstars released yesterday. Mojo Raleigh, Samoa Joe, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake. DP, I'll just start with you. We're kicking around the horn. What are, what are your thoughts on these ten people being released? And I don't know what that means within the WWE or for some other companies outside. I mean, Samoa Joe, obviously the, the big surprise there, you know, I don't know when he was going to eventually get medically cleared to come back and wrestle, if he wanted to come back and wrestle or whatever. Uh, so I was really surprised that that one happened. I thought he was, I thought he did a good job with commentary, but maybe that's not what he wanted to do. Obviously we haven't heard, you know, much from him or anybody, you know, as, as opposed to maybe he asked for the release, maybe, you know, maybe he was never going to get cleared by WWE and he wanted to go somewhere else so that he could get cleared and wrestle. Um, so I'll be interesting to see what on that one. I'm I'm really disappointed on that one. Not really surprised, I guess, with the rest. Mickey James is a little bit of a surprise, being that they never really 
they brought her in, did a couple things, and then she disappeared and could have, you know, I think they wasted the talent on that one. They could have had her help get some of these younger talent over a little bit. Tucker, I, the writing was on the wall when they split him up. <laughs> so with Otis, so that was, that was, you know, not a surprise at all. Cleese does a little bit. Um, he's always really good in the ring with two and two Oh five live and kind of surprised there. Cause they, you know, they did a lot with him with the U S title and stuff for a while. And then just kind of fell off. Um, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, not surprised at all. I never thought they were good in the ring. I, I thought they were horrible. I hated watching that. They were they were just not good wrestlers. So I'm not surprised with a lot of that one. So eh. it's going to be good, I think, for other companies. I'm sure, you know, there's the compete clause, so they're not ready. You know, they can't go to another company right away. But I'm sure AEW is chomping at the bit to get Samoa Joe. Uh, Kalisto, you know, a lot of, a lot of good wrestlers on here too with, uh, Kalisto and even Bo Dallas and, uh, Mojo Rowley that they'll help another company. I think for sure they, they'll definitely get picked up. I don't see that being really a problem. It's just a matter of where they decide to go, but I'll bet you AEW's sitting there with a briefcase full of money for Samoa Joe for sure. Yeah, with the with the ten people that got fired, I mean the more surprising ones. Samoa Joe really isn't that surprising. I mean, yeah, he was on commentary for Mania. We all have that hilarious picture of him in the poncho. I, I'm more surprised that they did get rid of Billy Kay because she was also wrestling at Mania in the tag team tor- uh, turmoil match. Ugh, tongue twister there, but. Hopefully those 10 people get work. I know Samoa Joe's probably going to be the whole, you know, we got to throw everything at him. It, it depends on what he wants. You know, he could make a short stint back into Impact or maybe a long-term thing too. Since You know, you have Storm and EY still there again. Uh, like you said, Dan, AEW is always a possibility where, you know, Samoa Joe can probably work with most of the people there in AEW. But you know where I want to see him at, and you can say it's a Belaz thing, a Belai. New Japan. New Japan. <laughs> it work. just works. If he can work, I would love to see him go over there for a, for a, you know a, a nice three month kick or kick or you know whatever. It, I would personally like it. You know, you have him versus like Minoru Suzuki or maybe even Naito, maybe Kenta. Make a call back to NXT there. Just. Hopefully something good, because, yeah, as nice as Samoa Joe would be on AEW television, I think him in New Japan works a little more because, you know, he can work a little harder, he can work a little stiffer. And for crying out loud, the Muscle Buster came out of an anime, for Pete's sake. So, the more you know. If Joe can work, right? Like, if he's going to get cleared and he can go ahead and do his thing in the ring like he wants to, like we know he can... I would love to see him. Maybe he does something really quick with Impact. Does you know a hot shot with them to, to get a number on a pay per view? Then he goes to Japan for three months and then comes back. And I'd like to see him get a nice stint in AEW because I'd like to see him get a nice stint as a world champion. I thought he should have got one in WWE, but injuries may have played a bigger part into that not happening. Regardless of whether he can work or not, there's a there's a paycheck for him somewhere. Like. Even if he can't work, someone will want him on commentary. I mean, 
AEW could probably really use Joe on commentary, right? Like, you know, I, as much as I love JR and and I love uh, Tony Skyvon, you know, and and even the Masked Wonder over there, it's Joe is just a step up when he can be Joe, right? He almost turned into just you know tagline Joe Vince's puppet guy out on commentary towards the end. So it cast. sucks that he's gone from. It sucks. It sucks that he's gone from WWE because I like to see him there and I liked when he was actually working there. But if he's just going to sit there and be, you know, personaless behind the microphone behind the desk, then what's the point? Let him go somewhere else and at least be himself, even if it's still on the microphone sitting down. So as for these other people, Chelsea Green is maybe the one that I thought they shouldn't have let go. She really looks like she has some talent and a great look and could have been good for the women's division. I, I would very much imagine she's going to go exactly where her bow is and end up working there. And I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. Woo, 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 you know it. I don't know. There isn't a person on this 10-person list that you would think doesn't have a paycheck waiting for them somewhere, right? They all can work or contribute to a company in some way. All 10 of them. So, who knows? DP, I'm on the opposite end of Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. I always love the Iconics. Billy Kay is awesome, should have been kept around as a manager. She really found her character at the end, as as far as not in-ring, but like just who Billy Kay was. She was better at her character than 85 90% of the rest of the roster. So take that for what it's worth. Any last thoughts on these people uh, that are exiting WWE before we talk about somebody that is entering the main roster, per se? It's just that it's always a disappointment to see people lose their jobs <laughs> regardless, you know, it's always, you know, kind of sucks. So hopefully they all can find work. Like you said, they all, they all can find work at another company and contribute. So hopefully that happens and everybody lands on their feet. Hopefully all of them can. I mean, majority of them probably will find a spot in either AEW or even impact, but it, this just goes to show if you're in WWE, uh, there's more taxing going on for April 15th. Mojo Raleigh, Samoa Joe, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake. I'd just like to provide you with a little closure before we move on. Screw you! You're fired! You're fired! Whoa! Yeah! You're fired! Right. You're fired! You're fired! You're fired! Donald Trump! You're fired! Always use your head. Gentlemen, a favorite of all of ours for multiple reasons, not just because he's one of the NFL's all-decade team from the twenty, from the 2000 aughts to 2000s, whatever. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. The, 2000, the decade in the 2000s Thoughts. that had boobies in between. Two boobies. It. Yeah, two boobies one, two boobies two, two boobies three, all the way up to two boobies nine. And then two boobies extra booby to kick it off. Shout out to Satchel McFlippins. Any hootie who. Hootie hootie who. Thanks for bringing that back. Pat McAfee will be your commentary partner for Michael Cole tonight on SmackDown. Gentlemen, how excited are you? And is this a permanent thing? 
God, I hope this is a permanent thing. We've se- we saw him during the takeover for Survivor Series two years ago, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. But he he took over where NXT was coming into the Survivor Series match. So he was on commentary. He did a great job. You already know he's going to be a heel commentator because that's just how Pat McAfee is. I mean, there's not much more you can say. Hell, probably right now, I I didn't get the notification on my phone, so I guess there's not a, a Pat McAfee show going on right now today. Yes, it's Friday, so he, he does have that every day, Monday through Friday usually, but instead of uh, hammering Don, he's going to smack Don and doing some announcing over there. Sounds like uh, the old Braun Strowman's favorites. Braun! Braun Don! Well, this is pretty much... Two words. Phenomenal. The way that sums it up. You know, I I guess the for the brand thing on NXT is kind of over. I guess with the with the injuries to... Um, which one got injured? Was it Lorcan or Birch? One of the two that was injured. And then uh, Pete Dunne doing his thing. Uh, which is totally fine and... To bring Pat McAfee in to SmackDown to the main roster is awesome. We saw what he did with NXT. You know, you know he's going to be great on the mic. You know he's going to be great. I think he's going to be awesome as a commentator. I hope it's more of a permanent thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe they want to bring him in to do some more wrestling stuff. What you got, PC? Well, yeah, I mean, if that's a possibility, right? Like, at the same time, did you watch Raw? I watched Raw. No, AJ, you didn't. Did, how did you like Adnan Verk? I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, it's the first time, you know, obviously a couple, you know, he's obviously got things to work on, but I thought he did a pretty, pretty damn good job. Because my opinion on him, like, I like him from ESPN. I think he does some work with the MLB Network, I think, I believe, right now. But I think, like, oh, if he had time to work with Byron and Corey, if those were his two guys... He would be really good, I think. You give him, by the time SummerSlam rolled around, like the the pay-per-view after July that we're using all the Raws that lead up to SummerSlam, I think by that time, he could be really good and clean at what he does. I mean, I like that he has a different cadence almost than your already groomed play-by-play guys. You know, he's going to bring a little bit more sports to it, but he's also going to learn how to incorporate that as opposed to kind of repeating the same thing and not really sounding wrestling smart sometimes. But that's easily fixable to me. I I, I like – sorry, Vic Joseph. I'm sure you're a great guy, but I think Tom Phillips should take his place in, in NXT. Uh, I don't think Vic Joseph is that great. That's just my opinion, man. You know, for what it's worth, my opinion ain't worth much, but I would like to see Tom Phillips down there with Wade Barrett and Beth Phoenix, keep the three guys you just had on Raw, and let's see how good Pat McAfee and Michael Cole can be, because that could be really, really good on SmackDown. I mean, it's interesting. We get all these companies are getting their own night, right? WWE is taking Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Impact was on their own last night. We were recording on Friday, last night on Thursday. AEW did good numbers on Wednesday. NXT did good numbers on Tuesday. Raw did good numbers. I bet you SmackDown does a huge number tonight because of Pat McAfee. I'll bet you dollars to donuts. So that's just my opinion on the whole thing, man. I mean, what what are you guys' last thoughts here on everything that I just mentioned as well? I 
it'll be interesting how soon Pat McAfee gets comfortable in that position and plays the heel character for when Adam Cole baby comes up and comes on SmackDown and that feud continues. Yeah, I mean Pat McAfee, you already know he's gonna he, he's gonna enjoy the hell out of being on that commentary table. He has to he has to censor himself. He has to censor himself. If you're well, they if also you've watched the Pat McAfee show, he's gotta censor himself. He'll trust me. He'll. I don't think he's ever dropped a swear doing all the pre NXT shows he ever did. So I believe that he'll be able to be a professional in that point. As far as you're considered there. But you think they'll let him I wear think, the shorts? Definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Without a doubt, he's going to wear the shorts. That's, right. that's what he wears. He's yeah. probably going to wear the freaking muscle hoodie, too. Should. Yeah. Perfect. Play the character. Muscle hoodie with the tie underneath. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, they, the thing they have to watch out for, though, is Pat McAfee dictating fan reaction. Do you see where I'm going here? Like, he needs to be more of a tweener heel than a heel. Because eventually people could just cheer for and boo for whatever Pat McAfee says and goes, right? Do you see how the fans could just get linked in on, oh, I love Pat McAfee. I'm going to do what Pat McAfee says as opposed to I'm going to decide myself by looking at the storyline and how they're presenting it to me. I'm not telling fans to boo or cheer religiously like you're being told to, but it makes things a lot easier if you think about it. If he's going to play the heel you know, commentator, he has to play the heel commentator correctly, right? He can't, you know, I, as much as I dislike some of the things, you got to think of what, like, the way Jerry Lawler did it or Bobby the Brain Heenan did it. You didn't cheer for that character that they were, you know, hyping up or promoting or whatever because they were on their side. You still booed them because they made it, they made him more of a heel, right? So, because they it right. could turn Michael, they could turn Michael Cole heel here. And work off of a Pat McAfee, a cool guy Pat McAfee thing, right? Like Michael Cole is just this old, out of touch guy. (laughs) Everybody thinks that Pat McAfee is cool as hell, right? Guy interviews Aaron Rodgers and everybody else going on, whatever's happening in sports and entertainment, things like that. That could be another way to go that's a little more foolproof. People are much more likely to hate Michael Cole and much more likely to like everything that Pat McAfee is thinking is pretty cool. Yeah, without a doubt. You'll probably hear, if... If they ever do that, if they do that, I highly doubt they will. But Michael Cole, like, poo-poo something that something says, and then you just hear Pat McAfee go, Oh, oh, Michael Cole, that's bold. I don't, I don't think I necessarily like that, but let's, let's get down to, and let's get down to the match here. Well said, AJ. All right, I'm calling an audible because I need a beer. So instead of going to WrestleMania talk, we're going to play a commercial and come back with some trivia. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. 
break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. And from one legendary cult to another, he decides to pull an audible. We're not even doing Omaha yet, and he decides to pull an audible and just go like, yeah, never mind, we're going from mania to trivia. Let's Screw it, we're doing it live. Uh, getting something that I uh, need to convince another person on, doing a naked threesome IPA there. That, that was... You should be careful what you, careful what you wish for. <laughs> I'm just being a smartass on that one, and if she's listening, she knows that. All right, phenomenal, funky Let's facts. Do- Ooh, here we go. She's hot. Yeah, I got three months. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, as always, three or more questions. You know, I like to throw out some bonus questions here or there. Dan, I'll be nice this time since you are uh, repping some football wear over there at your Packers. The hoodie. Packers and the Bucks. And all the sports teams covered for Milwaukee. Or Wisconsin, I I guess, not Milwaukee. I I was about to say I'm pretty sure the Packers aren't in Milwaukee. (laughs) They used to play one game a year here. (laughs) They did. I actually went to a couple games at Coney Stadium. Yeah. My dad and my uncle were at the game that Brett Favre uh, ran it in for the touchdown against the Falcons to make the playoffs for the first time nice. in fucking forever. <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> Some shit like that. So, Dan, I'll let you have the opportunity. Door number one, door number two, or door number three. Oh, there's something to say for consistency, and I always like a good deuce, so uh, door number two. Oh, <laughs> What All a right. douchebag. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, so this one. Thank you. Thank you for watching. God, he gave himself his own rim shot. No, DP did it. Oh, me. thank God. That's me. It, it would have been more sad if you actually gave yourself your own rim shot. Anyway, door number two. It'd be more impressive if you gave yourself your own rim job. Oh, hit me again, <laughs> DP. I'm on fire tonight. Nah, they that's Andrew. Mother for me. Nah, that's Andrew that does the butt stuff. Oh, huh, number three. I butt chug salt water all the time. Give me another one, DP. <laughs> My wife told me to call her after talk. Ah, oh, I fucked it up. We got to move on. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I only have uh, I only have a cigarette every time that I have uh, sex. You know, I've been working on the same pack for eight years. My wife, she's on her third today. Anyway, oh yeah, I know the one I had was really good, and it's one of my favorite Rodney ones. He's, my wife said we need to talk more after sex, so I called her on the telephone. There you go. <laughs> anyway, who has the worst winless <laughs> record? Got it. Took a second. Who <laughs> uh, has the worst winless record at WrestleMania, and what is that record? 
Okay, so who has the wrestled the most matches at WrestleMania without a win? Correct. Okay, all right. Oh, Hit wow. the music. <laughs> Damn, Tony. That was from Eggs. We don't edit that shit out, brother. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, sponsored by What You Drinking. Today it's Raised Grain Brewing Company, Naked Threesome IPA. It's excellent. I don't know what the answer to this is, so I'm just going to talk over the music. Hi, you're not going to th- throw a zero and whatever the fuck? Yeah, I'll put something down. Jesus Christ, I have no clue. Also for uh, what's drinking, I'm I'm drinking the Yinglings that I drank at our uh, live WrestleMania pre-show. Yingling, yeah. the favorite the favorite beer of the Beer City Bruiser. Shout out to yeah. uh, shout out to shout out to BCB Winchester there. Never a dull um, moment to actually drink that. So I, I went with. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. And I'm afraid that bad news for me is going to be that that's going to be the wrong answer. But here's my answer. Tony, 0-5 with Bray Wyatt, DP. Wade Barrett, but close. Wade Barrett, you douchebag. I just played the fucking clip. Damn it, I should have picked Bray Wyatt because that's probably the answer. Oh, Bray Wyatt, wow, holy shit. Actually, it's not Bray Wyatt. I'm sorry, Andrew and I were talking about Bray Wyatt being stupid earlier. No, actually, neither of you are right. It's not Wade Barrett. It's not Booker T. The answer is not 0-5 or 0-4. It's actually Gold Dust, 0 and 7. Gold Dust, 0 8 with two no contests. Wow, manias, though. That's brutal. I had more. Do I, do I get a point? I had a higher. No, nobody gets no. stuck in there. Uh, no one gets points. No total one gets... BS! There we go. It's not trivia without the total BS. But, Tony, you get to pick door number one or door number three. We'll take what door number one, Blink Dale. Give you a constipation prize. <laughs> All right. Door. <laughs> Ted Ferguson. Uh... All right, Ted Ferguson. Who is the last WWE superstar to become a Grand Slam champion? Ooh. So the most recent Grand Slam champion in WWE. Grand Slam champion, so that means they have to have won the WWE or Universal, Intercontinental, United States, and some form of tag team. Tony, really? Fucking really? (laughs) I got it. Yeah. This is. Oh, Lord have mercy. Here we go. DP says Miz. Wade Barrett? (laughs) Tony says Ambrose. So here's the thing. Dan would have been right. No, but I'm not. If it wasn't for WrestleMania, and I did say it in my review on thechairshot.com, go see it. AJ Styles. I was going to pick Winning the tag titles is almost. 
became the newest Grand Slam champion. And also, a little fun fact, the only person to win it for WWE and TNA. Ooh. I was going to say AJ, too. Fucking A. Fucking yeah, AJ. That was supposed to be a trick question. Door number three. Door number three. Door number three. Ooh, oh, yeah, ooh, door, door number three. three. Yeah, yeah, good job, Dan. <laughs> you picked it. What? Yeah, you picked door number three. <laughs> This is another two-pointer. <laughs> I don't think we have any points right now. We're all nobody has any points. You, you you might win today. That's right. I know, right? Jesus Christ! I threw I threw this I threw all three questions out there, and even people on social media didn't even get any of these right. <laughs> that was the worst part. I'm like, oh, maybe these are too hard. We'll see. Oh boy. So, we're going to talk about a forbidden name, and a bad name at that, in wrestling. But I don't care, because this is my question. What pay-per-view did the good old rabid Wolverine win his first world championship, and how long did it last? What pay-per-view... World championship. World championship, and how long did it last? Good old, uh... Crispin... Wah. What are we defining as a world championship? A world championship. God damn it. All right. T- Tony, I love the fact that you just nod and you're like, yeah, yeah, no, this is a, this is a trick yeah, douchebag question by AJ. <laughs> oh, what the fuck was the pay-per-view? I get points if you throw the year. I don't know the year. I can't remember the year. You said the pay-per-view. I'll be nice, and uh, I'll, if people can guess the year, I'll, I'll give the point as well. But what pay-per-view year. with the year did Chris Benoit win his first world championship, and how long did it last? All right. I'm guessing it's a New Japan thing, so I'm not going to know that, so... I'm going to say... Oh, says the Great American Bash. I got Bash nothing, but I just... That, that doesn't matter. <laughs> well, at least you guys both got one day correct. <laughs> was it 2000? It was 2000 at Sold Out. Sold Out. I was going to put Sold Out, too. So I won, hey? <laughs> Actually, you guys tied with a point. That means we both won and you lost. We did it again. Hit the music. Long live the greatest tag team never. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everyone. 
Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania! Hey folks, PC... No, I'm just kidding. That shit's done. Thank God. Mania Madness is over. <laughs> but I thought it would be an apropos beginning to us talking about WrestleMania 37. Played the same joke on, on Christopher and Andrew Potters War this last week, so go ahead and listen to that. Go back and listen to Mania Madness. It is kind of uh, non-time sensitive. We're just talking about the previous WrestleManias. But gentlemen, WrestleMania 37 is in the books. We've had nearly a week to digest. Nine days of WrestleMania week. Let's start here. The rumblings that next year may be back to one day. Are you sold on the two-day format? What would you like to see to change? What would your be? What, what would you decide, AJ Blaz, if it was up to you? How long would it be? How many days? That's what she said. If it were up to me, and trust me, as much as I would like the one-day format, just so my fingers can get a break for a day, I, I like the two-day format. I actually do. I don't think you need to make NXT a two-day format. I think you need to make Mania a two-day format. Where, you know, you're kind of following New Japan with their uh, with their good old January 4th Wrestle Kingdom show. But it, it helps condense things. It helps people get on the card. It helps rejuvenate things. I know we got yelled at but our, by our good old uh, owner and fearless leader, Greg DeMarco, saying, please, for the love of God, do not fucking compare days. Well, but, day one was better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a DWI podcast. There's no jurisdiction here but, but that of, of yours truly and the editing of DPP. <laughs> and yeah, the, exactly. The, the, and the trivia stylings of AJ Blast. Although we, we're beholden to nothing. I just wanted to bring that up. But we are, no. are the outlaw of Josie Wales. There you go. I'm pretty sure the outlaws of podcasting for Chair Shot is uh, more pot is more than it is DWI. Let's be honest here. Yeah, but pot is more needs approval on a lot of the titles that go out on that show. I am <laughs> and, and well aware. <laughs> I'm paying no attention to the man behind the curtain because that's me. I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> fucking shoot, baby, fake table. I don't remember what the other rejected name for fucking pod was like three or four weeks ago, but yeah. Uh, what the fuck are we going on about? Right, Mania. Mania, I think you should keep us two days. But if they have an NXT show, don't, don't make it two days. I'm not saying that to rest my fingers. I'm saying that because you can make that a little bit of a bigger spectacle. You can make that like seven or eight matches. I know people don't really like that because it's not NXT's thing. We're usually a takeover's five, but it it's still a little nicer. Right, but here's the thing now, the fact that there is no WWE, as far as like nationally, right, here, here in the States, there is no more WWE Network, right? So Peacock hosts... WWE pay-per-views and the library that WWE has allotted to them. That's Universal. That's NBC. That's USA. That's where NXT is. I'm sure they loved the boost in ratings that USA got for two consecutive evenings by having four hours of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. I don't think this format should be changed whatsoever. Like, the only adjustment I would make, and you can't go backwards, and that's really one of my things, is not 
maybe believing that they're going to plan on doing one day next year. It's just like they're never going to go back to a two-hour Raw. It's always going to be a three-hour Raw. They shouldn't go back to a to a one-night WrestleMania. They should keep it two nights. They're going to get double the ticket sales, right? Just imagine by this time next year in Dallas, if they can fill that stadium two nights in a row, they sold 200,000 tickets in two nights. They're, they shouldn't go backwards. Now, me, I would go backwards, and I would say, please, give me – I'll even give you this. If you're going to do one night, I'll give you – give me one hour pre-show and four hours. You start at 6 Eastern, and you're done by 11 Eastern. That's more special, and not everybody and their mother gets on. I do like the fact that they didn't have any matches on the pre-show this year, but if you're going to keep it how it is, you do three, three and a half hours. That's my sweet spot for a pay-per-view, by the way. Well, so, DP, what what do you think? Or go ahead, AJ. Well, the only reason why they didn't have any pre-show matches was because of the the looming storm that was like around. But yeah, but there was no pre-show match on Sunday, and that's what Friday was for. That's what WrestleMania SmackDown or SmackDown, all which I disagree with wholeheartedly as well. Like, can you just have go-home shows on each of the shows, or move fucking? Uh, you know what you do then? You take. Wednesday, and you move it to Fox on Wednesday for SmackDown for WrestleMania, and then you give Thursday and Friday to NXT. But I digress. Friday is a worse night to have anyway, so it worked out nicely the way it was. The only thing I'll go back before DP jumps here on everything, and you can add this to the pile of shit to address. <laughs> the Hall of Fame needs people in attendance. Otherwise, just don't do it at all. Whether it's just the wrestlers or not, because that's the biggest thing for me, is there's no reaction from the other wrestlers. They were all there. They could have had them sitting in the crowd with masks on or separated enough and just seen their reactions to them telling the story, the person telling their stuff. And it was short. Like, who cares? You're on streaming. Give us the six-hour edition, and you can watch or not. If you, It's up to you. All right, DP. Address that gigantic, you know, uh, woodchuck pile of wood. If I could, I would. I the I can't expand on was he was a bear that any any more than you did. I mean, the Hall of Fame without fans is not is not good. Like it's you need the people there, you need the wrestlers there because that's what it's all about is telling those stories and getting the reactions and seeing all of that, and the fans getting to to cheer for their wrestlers as they go into the Hall of Fame. So. Without that, I, it's just yeah, it's it's brutal. It 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 was bad, and it was it's they were stuck. What you know? What could you do for the most part? So I get it a little bit, but yeah, fans need to be there for the Hall of Fame. Otherwise, don't do it or try and find another way to to make that happen. As far as WrestleMania and NXT takeovers go, um, again, same difference. I'm I'm on probably the same wave like this PC Tunny. What a surprise! Uh, if it's my opinion, if what is what I want is one night, I think it should be Saturday should be your NXT takeover show. And I'm, I'm with you, you know, add an extra hour to it. You know, it could be three hours instead of two or whatever. Make it seven matches. If you want to, you know, make it a little longer. Again, you're on the network. You can, you know, you can make it as long as you want. For the most part, you can, you don't have to be cut off at a specific time. I get the idea of wanting it also to be streamed on or played on USA Network because of the boost of those ratings. But I, I much liked it better as have that on Saturday, WrestleMania one night on Sunday, cut it down to five hours at the most in, in toto, 
So yeah, with the pre-show and everything, because same thing, you don't, it doesn't need to have everybody on the show. You don't need the Andre, the Memorial giant battle rumble to get everybody on their show to get the payday. Oh, I got it right. No, I think that was did you? Uh, uh, what Andre, did you the giant Memorial battle. Rumble. Uh, Andre, the Memorial no, giant Andre battle the... rumble. No, Andre, the Royal giant Memorial battle rumble. Damn, Jesus Christ on a bloody I've been saying it wrong. All true story. It was, that's what it is. What do you want me to tell you? He's royal giant. He's a royal giant. <laughs> it's a memorial battle rumble. It is. This it's is true. done from me. Go get the mic man on it. That's He started this shit. <laughs> but, yeah, same thing. Like, SmackDown should be a go-home show for SmackDown for for their to promote their matches. <laughs> yeah, Not, keep, keep, all right, keep, Archer. keep drinking. drinking Holy shit, Snacks. <laughs> Bob. Yeah. Uh, phrasing. <laughs> hey, phrasing. Oh, uh, there's not enough liquor and therapy in the world to undo that. SmackDown should be a goal. That shouldn't be your spot for, you know, more matches to, you know, your pre-show matches or anything like that or anything. It should be your promote the rest of your matches for WrestleMania. That's what a go-home show should be. It shouldn't have those matches on there. But you don't need 14 matches at WrestleMania. You just can have it five hours, make them the most important matches, make them good storylines, and move on. I probably agree. I thought from what we saw last year when they were talking about the WrestleManias and where they were going to be the next few years that I thought they were – it looked like they were going back to the one day based on the the days they gave us and the you know locations. But maybe they're going to change their mind and keep with the two-day format, which, like you said, that's – it's more revenue if they can, you know, sell out, you know, Dallas Stadium two days in a row. If they can, you know, every time they're selling out stadiums two days, obviously that's more money for them. So they're certainly, if that's going to work out, they're not going to change the format. They're going to keep it this way, which I think sucks because as much as I enjoy some wrestling, four days of having to watch it and I just, it's too much, man. It's too much. Let's get to the actual event, gentlemen. Let's start with night one. We had the rain delay, first ever WrestleMania rain delay, and it actually allotted the talent to go out and, and throw some off-the-cuff interviews and, and kind of uh, get everybody psyched up. How did you enjoy that, and, and are you hoping maybe it leads to... And I know some of the wrestlers have come out and said they're not scripted, but they have to be produced and given bullet points. So basically I'm saying, how would you feel if this leads to being less produced promos and and, and you know, character developments. Like, give me an outline and let me make my own bullet points and see if you like that. You adjust to me, right? Like, tell me where you want to go with this and let me tell you how my character would react more so. That's the way it should be. I think that's the way it used to be, you know, in the late 90s or whatever. You know, you got to get your character over. It's it's about you getting that character over. And the more you're scripted, the more you're stuck in, uh, you know, a rabbit hole of you can only do this. If you give them the opportunity to sink or swim and give them a couple, say, Hey, we just need to hit this bullet point that, you know, to get this match over or something and you do the rest sink or swim. I think that's, you got a better chance to get your character over. I thought those promos at the beginning of WrestleMania were awesome that they were kind of off the cuff. I thought that was great. AJ. Yeah. I mean the, the backstage interviews that they had during the storm, that was just perfectly done. I, I have no complaint on them. Drew, I, I believe the first one was uh, Lashley, but then, you know, Drew came out and was like, 
fucking done. He didn't say fucking, of course, but he's like, I'm, I'm more focused on doing this and and, and get my match done. But I, I, I don't care about the rain. You know, we're going to do this right here, right now. If I have to, I need this match. I will tear Lashley apart. And I'm like, okay, that sounded a little more off the cuff than it actually should have been. Or, you know, Seth Rollins coming up with the new guy in the back where he's just like, ha, Mike. It, it, it's Kevin. Kevin? Mike Kevin? Kevin Mike? Yeah, whatever. I'm like, man, you actually made me give a shit about Rollins and be a little entertained by him. And yes, I'm one of those people that actually don't like Seth Rollins. But it was all genuine. It all made sense. It all worked. Like, a lot of people actually threw great promos. We already knew Kevin Owens can talk on his own. If if not, go watch old Ring of Honor. But everyone else did an amazing job just making sure that they filled in that dead that dead time. You brought up Lashley and McIntyre. That kicked off WrestleMania. I mean, Christopher Platt said it best, I believe, the other night that the fans at this point were thirsty. They were thirsty for watching some live wrestling. They had waited over a year. And then another, you know, hey, get to your seat. And now, hey, everybody get out of your seat and evacuate the stadium, rain delay, and come back. And Lashley and McIntyre, they, they had a really good match. Did you guys, I can't remember everybody's predictions, but did, did anybody have Drew McIntyre winning here? Or did everybody have Lashley retaining? I think I had, I said it depended on who opened and closed the show. I said whoever opened the mat, the show was going to retain. Whoever closed was going to lose their title. So I think I had Lashley initially. Yeah, I believe I had Lashley as well. I think I had McIntyre winning here, but I'm glad Lashley won. <laughs> you did. Tony, you had, you had everyone losing their title up until Roman. You were close. Yeah, and I was pretty close to being right for the most part. And it would have been maybe a more interesting mania if it had happened that way. We'll get to the Omaha. The one thing I don't mind is Lashley retaining his title, but at the same time, here's my other problem. Now, not only is it nine days of WrestleMania, two nights of WrestleMania, WrestleMania SmackDown, but now it's WrestleMania Backlash. It's not just Backlash. It's WrestleMania Backlash, okay? And we're going to get McIntyre and Lashley again. Kind of defeats the purpose of the word Backlash. Well... I mean, does the bubble burst for Bobby Lashley here? Because I highly doubt that if if McIntyre won here, he would lose it back to Lashley in the third, uh, you know, rubber match there. I bet they could drag it out that far. But I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think you're going to see here at, at at WrestleMania Backlash? I don't think we'll I don't think we'll see a title change. I think we're going to get, um, you know, the Hurt Business gaining some more employees and helping Lashley hold on to this title. AJ, could we possibly see Lashley hold on to this title till WWE backs the truck up and pays Brock enough money to come in and face him at SummerSlam? And then maybe we could have the storyline where Paul Heyman is moonlighting on both Roman and Brock, you know, splitting time between Raw and SmackDown, and they say it's you or me, brother. I mean, I would like to see that a little more than, you know, yeah, brother. losing it. Yeah, that's right. Belaz agreed with Tony for once. But, eh, so does a blue moon. Twice a and week, I don't, 52 I don't times a year. I mean, that's 104 opportunities for me, sir. 
Exactly. But no, I I like that idea where you know Lashley keeps it, and maybe just maybe we Vince throws in an extra zero into that paycheck for Brock Lesnar and says, "Hey, I got a great idea. Go face that big guy for the title. It'll be great. Such good shit." And we have Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I I would love that match. I know Lashley's been seething and chomping at the bit to get this match up too so hey it could all work out i mean that could be your huge SummerSlam main event what uh what are you guys thoughts on bad bunny's performance tag match that was beautiful probably the best non-wrestling like, like a celebrity coming into the ring and actually wrestling match if you told me that a Canadian destroyer was going to be hit on a WrestleMania show and done actually decently, I would have told you to get out of my fucking face. <laughs> I think other than oh, drive away. Other than uh, like Stephen Amell when he came in and did a couple things, you know, he was pretty athletic in there. Man, there hasn't been anybody that looked as good as Bad Pat Bunny. Pat Mac. We just talked about Pat Mac, though. The competition is okay, Pat, Pat McAfee. McAfee. That's true. Uh, Pat McAfee did a pretty damn good job in there, too. So You almost consider Pat McAfee part of the business more so than a celebrity wrestler, though, don't you? That's why you didn't think of that. That's right. Well, he's been, well, he's when been you in become so much an announcer, now. When you become an announcer on SmackDown, you know. SmackDown. <laughs> Welcome to SmackDown. <laughs> oh, I got nothing after that. <laughs> well, we were waiting for you to finish your point, DP. Sorry. Oh, yeah, he was good. It's good. It's good, Jim. <laughs> you were impressed, were you? You were a fan. No, I thought he was. I thought he was good. No, I definitely was a fan. I thought he obviously put in the work and looked the part and did a fantastic job in the ring. I thought it was awesome. I was really surprised, you know. It was it was awesome to see that as much as he loves the business, he put in the effort to make himself look goddamn good and he did it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh your opinion, man. Yes or no, will we see Bad Bunny in another match in WWE? My answer is yes, DP. No. AJ Gonna agree with the scientist here. I do not think he's coming. Total BS. Total BS. Guys can go to hell. That's my opinion, man. Anyway, no, just kidding. Unless this is what you want, whatever. I don't know. Anywho, Damian Priest moving forward. What do you think about that? Where, where? I mean, this is a guy. He could be someone that wins money in the bank. I mean, the size that he has. You just got to get rid of that archer pose. I think that that is just not really over. That kind of. That's the one thing that maybe didn't help that match. I know it's cool and everything, but this isn't NXT anymore. I like the yeah. I like the Archer pose. I'm a big fan. Well, you can go to hell. You can go to hell. <laughs> I I don't or I not personally... or not or not whatever you know. It's up to you. I, I don't like it only because it's not how an air, a flaming arrow edited. Fleming Arrow. I'm, I'm not drunk Fleming enough. Hold on. Arrow. I'm going to take another sip. No, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, that's not how a Flaming Arrow 
spreads when you shoot it. <laughs> because, you know, he'll, he'll do the pose, he'll shoot it at the Titantron, and it'll show up, like, from the corner when he shoots it in the center. It's like, Damien Priest, like, no. I, so I get it, you're the, the archer of infamy. That's that's your that's where your boot that's okay. It's it starts looking dumb where it's just like it doesn't look right at all. If you're gonna do it, just like sh- like pretend you're shooting it at the corner and then it shows your name or something like that. Or if you're gonna do it at the center, show your name. We all know that you're Damien Priest. We get it now. You can be cute with your entire thing, but ah, uh, he, he's he's a great said. talent. I see. He's a, you got him. He's, right. a got great, him. he's a great talent. You can be <laughs> cute with your thing and everything. <laughs> I think Damian Priest versus Sheamus for the United States Championship should be a good couple-month battle before. I love the idea of him winning Money in the Bank, or at least being in it. I, 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 can, I can drink to hey, that. Hey, maybe he's the first guy to ever shoot the fucking briefcase down and catch it. <laughs> there you go. If that fucking happens in the... Then the arrow pose is fine now. So you brought up Sheamus. Let's talk about the U.S. champion. Let's talk about the Intercontinental and United States Championships changing hands, okay? I think it was well overdue for Apollo being beaten down time and time from Big E. And I like the nod to Sheamus where he might have possibly been in one of these main event matches or championship matches, but he gets a U.S. title reign, uh, you know, another championship title under his belt. And I'm just going to say it again. I don't. He's not leaving tomorrow, maybe not even next year, but enjoy Sheamus while you can because he's going to be gone sooner than later, in my opinion. So, And he's done a great job to stay in shape and give us a really good run here, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's having a great run. He's had some great matches, some good physical matches with Drew McIntyre. You know, he's still – he's one of those guys, you know, you can throw in the title picture anytime you want, and he's going to be dangerous enough to take it. I, I love that. He's always been really good. You know, they had a little bit of a stumble in that match. I know what they were trying to do their finisher. That was the WrestleMania match. I'm getting them all mixed up where they were trying to do it off the top rope thing. And I think Sheamus called the audible himself. So he did his own Omaha in his match and, you know, changed up the white noise off the top rope, which was fine, but just awkward. But I love, I love the fact that Sheamus holding the title. He's always one of my favorites. Paulo Cruz most definitely needed to win the Intercontinental title, the Intercontinental title. Because if you want to get that character over more at this point, now with what they're doing with him, with the whole Nigerian background thing, then you got to push him forward. And him continuing to lose to Big E would have just buried that. And it was cool to see, uh, you know, Baba Tunde or whoever, Daba Keita, whatever they're going to call him here on the main roster, finally making his debut, who is of Nigerian descent, and it works fucking perfectly. But Akibono? That was the sumo wrestler. No. God, no. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, both matches were great. I loved them both a lot. The fact that the fact that Riddle got rocked by a bro kick at the end. The finish was nice, yeah. Like I, I probably bet he was pissed off. They had some words in the back because, you know, Riddle's mouth actually was bleeding, but... Hey, that that's just how it works. And like you said, DP, I mean, Sheamus is the guy that you can put into anything and it'll work. Hey, you need that guy to be the 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 douchebag heel to make sure everything goes right for like 
corporate or authority figure. Hey, cash and money, and money in the bank against Roman Reigns. Seamus five fifteen says, "I just pinned you for a title, or good old, you know, face off against McIntyre from last month, where you know, just beat the hell out of each other. Perfect. That works. That looks amazing. This one, he granted the slip at the with the white noise. I'm pretty sure that was just the corner was probably too wet or whatever. There was too much oil, and he was like, eh, I accidentally slipped. Whatever." I'm still going to hit the move. But that was a great match. And the Intercontinental Championship match, that was really good, too. I'm not denying it. Freaking uh, Dabakato, Blue Dabu D Dabu Die coming in, freaking making sure that he gets. Making sure that, you know, Apollo gets his own Colossus. This isn't Raw Underground anymore. That doesn't exist anymore. So we actually see Dabakato actually in a role. I think they gave him a name. I didn't. I thought I saw it, but we'll see on SmackDown later on that he has a new name. I swear to God, oh. if it's not Ambassador Blue Dabu D Dabu Die, I'm going to be a little <laughs> upset. So speaking of big guys, let's move over to the tag team champions, the new tag team champions. What are your thoughts on Omos' debut in the ring? And I believe I predicted his gear correctly. I absolutely love how Xavier and Kofi made that work. You had AJ go come in because he got goaded into it. And it was like, all right, yeah, fine. Gets his ass handed to him. And then Xavier's on the top rope getting ready for a move as AJ gets separation. And AJ has that like light bulb moment where... Wait, I can tag in the big guy? I can tag in the big guy! Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that! Tags him in, and then you just have the look of pants getting filled from the back end of Xavier Woods. And it was just like, oh, we're going to die. Kofi comes in. Kofi sold that double-handed choke slam like a million bucks where he actually looked like he died. I'm not even denying that. Kofi looked like his soul left his body. They played that so perfect to make Omos look so deadly and indomitable in the in the ring that I, there was no better way to do it than that. Yeah, I think they they played it perfectly. I think we all kind of agreed that Omos wasn't going to have a lot of offense necessarily, but just come in and and look just ridiculously dominant and you had two of the right guys in there to like I said AJ just sell the hell out of it and make it look fucking good and they did a great job with that match and I love AJ Styles and Omos as the champs with you know AJ playing almost the cheerleader up on Omos's shoulders running you know holding the title it's gonna be a lot of fun I think I think they did a good job and they'll continue to do that as Omos continues to get better in the ring so I, I love it as long as they finish this partnership with, you know, uh, those two turning on each other and in, in, in a in a program for the two of them, I'll be okay with whatever they do. Hopefully, they hold on to these tag titles for some time, though. For some time, tease the breakup, keep them together. Tease the breakup, keep them together. Then eventually, people won't think it's going to happen, and then it happens. So let's get to the main event, night one. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, and really the moment of night one is Bianca Belair, the 
the the pure joy on her face of holding up that title and becoming the women's champion. And Triple H may have said it best in a tweet and tweeted general to Sasha Banks. And, you know, kudos to her for keeping Bianca in the moment and, and, and those two having a heck of a match, which was unbelievably better than the build-up to this match and, and maybe be the hair whip heard around the world as well. That was brutal. Left a good sting, a good mark. Oh, that was a rough shot, but worked really well. I, you know, I think having the fans there made this match. That, that's This is one where having the fans made this match even that much more special. You know, being able to, you know, do a quick Michael Cole. Was it Michael Cole? Yeah, quickly promote, promoting. You know, it's the first, you know, African-American singles match, you know, to close out a WrestleMania was a cool moment. You saw it on both their faces when right when the match was starting, Bianca, you know, almost in tears right off the bat was pretty awesome. Just, you know, just those kind of special moments, but yeah, kudos to Sasha for, I think keeping it, you know, probably the one keeping it under a little more control there at the beginning. Um, and they pulled off an awesome, awesome match. And, you know, again, having the fans there, you know, that, that ending, I, I guess I didn't realize maybe they, you know, had said it, that that was her, you know, family there that they kept showing for the most part. Like I didn't realize that they, you know, if they, if they did say it, but seeing that guy, which ended up being her dad, you know, jump half the barricade over because he was so excited and wanted to jump into the ring. And then was like, Oh shit. Nope. I can't do that. Was like, cause I was like, where the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like he's just jumping the barricade. And then it was like, Oh, it's her dad. Yeah. Okay. I get it. But just, just to be able to see that excitement and that joy from fans and stuff that you didn't get to see before. And now that that's back is just, adds so much extra specialty to these kind of matches. And it was a great way to close out the first night of WrestleMania. I mean, I can't say it better myself. I mean, I would have rather see him fall over the barricade. I'm not going to lie. Cause I had the same reaction of who the fuck is just, Oh, well, that's probably her dad or something. Okay. That's fine. But uh, I even like how security even had to walk over like, uh, sir, please go back to your seat real quick. But we no, that match was great. Ass. Yeah, I know. I almost have a Gronkowski moment over there. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's not that much I can discredit that match for. That was great. Like we all said, the fans made that match even ten times better than it was. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all winced as soon as we heard that fucking hair whip. That that had to have leave that had to have left a nasty scar or just the biggest welt because Jesus Christ, fuck Almighty, that sounded like a gunshot. Well, you could see it after the match, you know, and it'd be interesting to see uh, what is it five six days later now what it's going to look like on SmackDown this evening. So, but a great finish to night one, well deserved main event of night one, and delivered so. In my opinion, as well. Let's let's slide on over to night two, but stay within the women's championship scene. Rhea Ripley and Asuka. A lot of people thought that maybe they didn't have the best match they possibly could have had here. Yeah, probably not. I mean, you can always say that. You know, they maybe. I thought it was okay. Thought it was still a good match. There was certainly there's certainly some rough spots you know, there, um, but you know, if they worked a little more together, maybe the, you know, the match could have been better. 
or whatever, but you know, it was kind of thrown together. Well, I guess not necessarily last minute, but obviously they had to, they had to call an audible with Charlotte, you know, doing her thing. So I thought it was fine for what it was though. I'm happy that they changed the title. I like the idea of Ripley holding it with Asuka either just having a chase mode even, or moving on to something else. Cause I, I think I, you know, if it said if Io Shirai comes up, them two as a tag team would be awesome because they need women's tag teams. So I, you know, I was happy with the title change. I think they got a lot of options there. And with Charlotte Flair coming back into the picture, they got a lot of options. Yeah, for for the match in the most part, out of both of them, it wasn't their best match. It happens, sadly. I mean, they could have put on a lot better show. I'm not denying that. But they still made sure that the match was great. Everything worked perfectly. You had perfect transitions and everything else. Maybe a couple of slip-ups here and there. But, yeah, I, again, there's room for improvement. Who knows? Maybe butterflies or nerves got in the middle of it since, you know, this was, I'm pretty sure, the co-main event for night two. There are no co-main events. That's just something they tell the people that aren't in the main event. <laughs> oh, quiet. You knew what I meant, shush. The one match goes on last. You knew what I meant, shush. But, you know, it was just, it, it was the second to last match. How about that, Tony? It was the second to last match tonight, too. Better. And, 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 but I, it's really good. And, you know, we can move forward where, you know, we got Charlotte coming back on Raw saying that it's like, hey, this is still my division. What the fuck are all you thinking here? And, you know, we can have a lot more going on here, too, with, you know, Rhea with a pretty good reign. Charlotte doesn't have to immediately get into this goddamn title picture. And I swear to God, if she fucking does, I'm going to have a stroke and a half. Oh, wow. She already oh, is. Should have watched Raw, man. She already damn is. it! I mean, I don't hate Charlotte, but, you know. But you I, do. I know, you I just know, said it. No, I don't actually hate Charlotte. No, God, no. She she does her job well, and she's a great wrestler. I'm not denying that without a doubt, but I, I understand if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But fuck's sake, we can fix this a little bit. Do you, I thought you they, look like you want to respond to that? I was just going to say, I thought they did a good job on Raw. Um, you know, they. I feel like the promo she cut there was a little different than her norm, AJ. So if you get a chance to watch that. I would say, I'd say they, you know, obviously the same type of character, but I thought her promo was a little different, a little more passionate than what we've seen from her other promos that are just kind of just peanut butter straightforward on the queen type of thing. So I think they, you know, maybe, maybe they'll do a little something different with her, but I, I thought it was actually pretty good what for what they did on Raw with her. Let's talk about two things real quick from night two. Seth Rollins putting Cesaro over and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, despite not being given a lot of time, have one heck of an interesting uh, duel. What, what you got, AJ? Well, first off, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro was night one. Okay, that's trivial. Anyway, what's the, what else you got? Uh, I mean, both of those matches were great. I'm not denying that. R- Ring of Honor really did put on a good show. <laughs> As Tony almost chokes on his beer. Well, I thought about he, I don't look forward to him. 
No, but I talked. We talked about that, didn't we? Talk about the Adam Pierce tweet and the and the the roster that he put up from what was it 05 or 06 or something like that with all the different people from ROH. It's really been something interesting because if you think about the last four, five, six years, we've been podcasting DP and myself and Dave and, and Greg and, and everybody else. It's all we've all integrated together along the way. We went from seriously talking about ROH if they could just have a little bit more money behind them becoming the actual competitor to WWE where all of a sudden the network takes off and even though AEW is there it's so clear that WWE is doing something completely different business wise than everybody else in the wrestling industry but I appreciate the ROH reference yeah I, I know that a lot of people loved the Seth Rollins Cesaro match. I'm not saying I hated it. It's just I'm very, like I said earlier, I'm very biased when it comes to Seth Rollins. I don't think he's like that OMG amazing person. Yeah, well, that's just my opinion, man. But it was a great match. I'm not denying that. Cesaro got to do 23 swings, break his record. And the one thing that I got really annoyed about that I noticed, and of course I noticed it because I'm a Buccaneers fan. I swear to God, if you wear the red imputer at Tampa, we won two Super Bowls. We didn't lose two Super Bowls, so why did we get two losses with the Buck colors? (laughs) Ace holes. Oh, boy. Because you're the losingest franchise in NFL history. DP, go ahead and talk about those two things. I mean, that's also okay. true. And you guys are the winningest. I don't know if that's true. Steelers? Championship-wise. Champion. NFL championship-wise. Cesaro, Seth Rollins, I thought was a decent match. I'm glad that they went ahead and, and put Cesaro over because obviously Seth Rollins doesn't necessarily need it right now and Cesaro have given him the push to maybe get him in some, some kind of title pictures or something would be really nice because I think he definitely deserves it. Here's one of the problems I have if they're going to split this up into two nights and they have this, they have the network. You're not necessarily on a time limit. Give these guys some more time. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know, can put on a hell of a show and they got less than 10 minutes. Like, give them an opportunity to put on bigger match or whatever. Think about who that match was for, though. That match was for and involved Logan Paul. And generally, fans of Logan Paul are going to be younger. Likely even younger than AJ. Yep. And the younger you are, the shorter attention span you have. <laughs> Think about that. It's true. I was going to say something so messed up, but I'm refraining. Do it. Move it on. Do whatever you want. See, I'm pretty Purple. sure Logan Paul was just upset about Mania because he couldn't see another dead man since Taker retired. Nothing. Crickets. Over his head. YouTube video where he accidentally had a. Like I said, Logan Paul was for fans younger than likely even AJ. And I and DP are much older than our very good friend, AJ Belaz. That's fair. But again, that match was also pretty good, too. I mean, yes, I agree that, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Kev, uh, Kevin Steen, El Generico, whatever iteration you want to call them, yeah, they'll always put on a damn good match. But what if now at... at at WrestleMania Backlash, we get the 20-minute match between these two guys. That's the one. Like, 
I know we're going to get a shit ton of retread at, at WrestleMania Backlash. I'm going to say that that way now because I'm disgusted yeah. with it. I'd rather have Great Balls of Fire, honestly. We'll just call it Backlash. Or just Backlash. It makes sense. Great Balls of Backlash. Great Balls of Backlash. Ah. Yeah. But yeah, if we're gonna get a bunch of retread rematches, and I'm fine with that after coming into you know WrestleMania backlash, let's give this one the time then. Let's give this match the time. Uh, you already had the match mania. I don't think you need the callback. That's yeah, that. Well, that that's gonna, it's WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, but out of but out of all the messages, all the all the mess, all the matches you're gonna have retread at backlash, WrestleMania backlash. Wouldn't you rather see these two given time more than any of the other matches you had already just seen? Do you really? Do you, I mean, do you really want to see Rhea Ripley and Asuka given 20 minutes again? And that was probably closer to 12, but... I mean, no, but... Again, like, the fact that... Okay, there's some matches that, you know, you can have the callback to where, you know, Drew didn't pass out against Lashley. Or he passed out against Lashley. He didn't tap out. He passed out. So this way we could make it, like, an I quit match or something like that. Or, you know, a, a title... Or a rematch clause, even though we don't really have those anymore in WWE. We can have that at WrestleMania Backlash. I don't think we need a second match with Kevin Owens in Sami Zayn when, you know, the entire thing was the conspiracy theory. Logan Paul's on board with conspiracy theory. And then after all of that, Logan Paul changes his mind. It, it, th- there's no you missed point. my point. You missed my point. So let's well, no, move on. Well, well, the point was to, who would have the 20-minute match. And yes, they would. it would be better for them to have a 20-minute match, but no one will be invested in it is the problem because we already had this match, the story's already there, and it was already wrapped up. I disagree with you 100%, and I think you're missing my point. I'm saying if we're going to watch the same match again out of any of the matches from WrestleMania, I would rather see Kevin and Sammy be given time to have a good match. The, the interest level is going to be whatever they decide to give time on television. That's what it's going to be. They're, they are telling you how much to be interested. That's my point. Dan? <laughs> I'm not part of this argument. <laughs> let's get to I've the already agreed. Let's, let's talk about the main event. Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns ends up pinning both Edge and Daniel Bryan. I'm not sure if you get video of whether or not Edge, both of Edge's shoulders are down while being pinned. So we'll see if that's a, something that happened last night as you're listening now and we're recording before SmackDown. But I think we all had Roman winning here. What do you, what do you see for WrestleMania backlash? Do you think he's going to end up having a match with one of these two guys again? Do you think maybe we'll see Daniel Bryan and, and Edge for number one contendership moving into Money in the Bank? What do you got moving forward, AJ? I think what's going to happen is we're going to get a very, very pissed off edge. And he's going to be like, all right, I, I was the Royal Rumble winner. I made sure that I was the guy to get this world championship opportunity. So the fact that that, that little miscreant, that, that, that little 
insignificant aunt of Daniel Bryan. No longer in the picture. This is between me and Roman, and I'm going to make sure of it inside like a cage or a hell in a cell or, you know, Jey Uso is barred from ringside or there's a special guest referee. Who knows? Who cares? Just make it so there's no interference in some way, shape, or form. Maybe Edge gets the win here. Who knows? Hopefully not. They, they already showed that, you know, Roman, even though he needed the help of Jey Uso, he can still beat the shit out of anyone and overcome odds. So I think it's going to be Edge versus Roman here, but we'll see. I think you give, I think you give Roman Reigns the pay-per-view off. I think he's, I think, you, you know, he's one of those guys at this right now, kind of the, if he takes a pay-per-view off, I think it's a good thing for him. I'd love to I think we're going to get Edge versus Daniel Bryan in the, you know, number one contenders match. And the winner of that will go on to face Roman Reigns maybe at the next pay-per-view. I think you can extend this out a little bit further. I like Edge winning, though, and getting the singles match with Roman Reigns that he didn't get at WrestleMania for basically the same reasons he said AJ there, because he was the Royal Rumble winner. He should have been. He should have got that one-on-one match. He never got it. He'll get that opportunity. I like the idea of some kind of, at that point, some kind of cage match or something where Jey Uso is barred from ringside and we get Jimmy Uso returning. And he comes in, and does the interference, and helps Roman Reigns hold on to the title, and we get the whole the whole families together. So, yeah, I think I think Roman Reigns having the WrestleMania backlash off would be a good thing, and having Edge and Daniel Bryan headline it as the number one contenders match would be a good way to go. All right, folks, we will be literally right back. TheChairShot.com always use. Your head. What do you mean it's let's go? One nice ride, ice cream alert. Six fifty four, Jose. Okay, on nothing. Brown Richmond, ninety six double, ninety six double. Check. Oh, what a flare! What a flare! Uh, Japan, Japan, Japan. Check, check. One left. Omaha. Quite the triumphant uh, triangular succession of sound bites there, if you will. But it is last call, and we are calling in Omaha and playing King Booker ourselves, as we call an audible, on something in the previous week in pro wrestling. DP, I would love if you would kick us off here this week on Omaha. This was just my ultimate favorite, and it's an easy Omaha for me, honestly. It's, it's a simple one. There was a Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania between Apollo Crews and Big E. You saw all the stuff around the ring. It was basically a no-holds-barred match. They started the match off using those traditional Nigerian kendo sticks, moved themselves on to that, that big Nigerian symbol gong thing that they had on the outside, followed themselves up by using those those you know, one of their greatest exports, those Nigerian steel steps, followed it up with that Nigerian particle board tables that they used. It was just, I mean, 
kudos to them to not using a single fucking Nigerian drum that was sitting at ringside during a Nigerian drum fight. What if they got to the... They, God! They, they made a... So what if they... Like, we usually don't respond to these. We usually just, like, parsing shots. I got AJ rolling, though. AJ's dying over there. Say, I was, as soon as I heard the Nigerian drum fight, I'm like, I already know where Dan's going with this. AJ is, like, trying to stay afloat and trying not to drown in his own, you know, tears of, of, of laughter right now. Uh, but, you know, I... Maybe the 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 setup that they had acquired and brought in, once it was brought in, they were told, no, these things are not able for you to smash BTW. What if that's something that happened? Then don't like, put them thought, to ringside. Oh, <laughs> you know, you can't just you can't just put some water colors on this and wash it off a 3.6 million dollar bugatti these are fucking original drums you're not breaking this shit you know what if something like that happened then you brings and you go to party city and you find some cheap ones (laughs) and you put them out there and you use those god damn it i I just see one of them just grabbing the head and just you just hear tonk 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 i mean not even right not even a headbutt like into a turnbuckle for the damn nigerian drums what the fuck Jesus Christ. AJ, you Hated got it. your Omaha ready? I actually do have my Omaha ready, and I, the sad thing is it was technically already brought up. So this is like a future Omaha in case... You it's know done. what? Precedent has been set before. Go ahead. Because you know what? It, it does talk about the, the newest addition to the SmackDown announced team, temporarily or permanently, who knows. But... I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a reference here where you know, if if we're ever on a fourth and goal with six yards within oh, six yards on the left hash, you know it's a one hundred percent here. So Pat McAfee goes on, but he's still a heel commentator. He's still that dick. He still goes on and on. It's like, oh well, yeah, you know this match, like like whatever match it is or something. Or rather, it was just like, oh yeah, there's going to be like a mystery opponent. It's like, who could be this little insignificant mystery? Shock the system. Well, I know he has a new theme because I covered Stand and Deliver. But... Shock the system. You got Adam Cole, baby, coming out and you see Pat McAfee light up like, oh shit, I need to get the fuck out of here. Oh, no. So he runs to the hills. He's, like, commentating from, like, the Thunderdome if we still have it or, like, in a different, like, a like a box suite. And they play this up where, you know, Pat McAfee's like, ah, no, 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 I'm a commentator now. You can't, don't touch me. Don't do this. Don't do anything like this. I'm a commentator. And we get that little, the, the little rematch. Survivor Series. Adam Cole and Pat McAfee, where McAfee plays a little more scared, where he's like, I'm a, I'm a commentator. I, I don't do this, but he's still making his little jabs outside of the ring on commentary, saying it's like, all right, that was impressive. Of course, he has to utilize a small package. You know, he has to cut co- Oh, that, that pinfall came up short, and it just pisses off Adam Cole further and further and further. And then we get the blowback again, where it's just like, haven't you learned from NXT not to make all these short and small jokes? Like, if this is getting stupid, and they have their match at 
SummerSlam, and, you know, we actually have a great match again. Well done. Well done. What I got this week is I think WWE missed an opportunity for a WrestleMania moment, one that could have been historic and one that it would have lasted throughout the annals of WWE lore and WrestleMania history, then, now, forever, and even together. And it should have been done as father and son are currently together. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio should have had a match for the tag team titles on night one or two and won said championships. That's something that should have happened. I think that would have been an unbelievable WrestleMania moment. Short and sweet, that's what I had this week. My name is PC Tunney. You know you can always find me at PC Tunney. You can find this show at Podcast DWI. Make sure you're listening to everything on the ChairShot Radio Network. ChairShot Radio, there for you, seven days a week, every single day on thechairshot.com, 8 a.m. Eastern, and even earlier on your favorite streaming service. DP, what you got going on over there? Well, you can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at it's me, DPP. Make sure you're also are following and listening to A Winner Is You, the podcast where we talk video games. That's on Twitter and Facebook at A Winner Is You. And you can also find me on Talking Smack Saturday mornings on Chairshot Radio, where we just, um, you know, it's different topics every week. Well, this week we're talking a little WrestleMania since it was WrestleMania fever last week. So you can catch me on there as well. AJ, where can they find and read all of your broken finger things that you have done? Ah, uh, well, Stone Cold has the broken skull. I got the broken finger ranch over here because, first off, on Twitter, you can find me at PhenomenalAJB, AJB in all caps. And the reason why I say the broken finger ranch is because for NXT Stand and Deliver, along with WrestleManias, both of them night ones and night twos. You can find it on thechairshot.com, given my reviews and opinions on those. And I know that it was said on Pod is War. I'll say it myself, since it came from the jackass's mouth, not the horse's mouth. I'm also covering Impact Wrestling, since they moved to Thursdays. Yeah, that's right. I called Andrew a jackass. I'm allowed to do that. I'm the little brother. But I'm also covering Impact on Thursdays, and you'll also see me most likely cover Rebellion. So go check out all of that stuff. You might find me on A Winner's You. You might find me on any other of the podcasts on thechairshot.com. Go ahead and check those out. Wide variety of people that come around. And what better way than to wrap it up? Wrap up WrestleMania week with some good old-fashioned music. And if you were the one to hit the button, you'd be the last one talking, but you're not. I am, and you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as DW. Oh, go ahead, AJ. I tried, man. Also, shout out to Mags. I was right with Orton. Saw it off. So was I. We all lost. Thank God Pete's hut's gone. Woo!
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.